Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear. Welcome to the podcast, Water is the New Goal. Now in this podcast, I explore every week the trends in water, the big disruption that's happening, what we're doing about it, and where the future lies. It's quite interesting. Enjoy and stay subscribed. Okay, this is Riggs. I was having a little bit of trouble connecting, and I believe we have Tom on the line. Tom? Yes, sir. You've already announced yourself. Great. And uh, we we had a chance to introduce Tom to the, uh, once again, to the TV audience, uh, this time live. Uh, he's, he's actually a repeat star on Mini TV, and uh, we were able to have a really good session today to discuss the uh, amazing work that he's doing with modular water systems. So uh, I've invited him on this uh, briefing to discuss uh, what is happening, but essentially what is going on is that we are realizing every day how much of a big deal this modular water concept is. And here's one of the really number one ways we figured it out was we're getting leads flowing in like crazy without a whole lot of actual direct marketing going on. Literally, the uh, the PR that we're doing and literally the name Modular Water Systems, if you Google Modular Water, you'll find that we, we own the entirety of the Google page except for one competitor. And that is uh, a real indication for me. I was a high-tech marketer back in the day. That's an indication that you've got something. When the, the business is flowing naturally, then you've got yourself something that is potentially really, really exciting. Um, and so with that in mind, we realized that this is how we're going to crack the challenge of the water industry. Because here, here's the issue. The water industry is, you know, that, that's a huge industry, but it's also broken. Why? Because we know um, gallons of water is ever treated and the rest of it is just thrown away. So that's a big, big problem. Um, how do you crack it? Well, the water industry is huge, but it's also very uh, slow to adopt. And its very size makes it enormous. Uh, its very size makes it in, enable to, unable to change. And so how do you make change happen? Now, you know, since World War II, we've always thought in terms of big public works projects, big dams and um, gigantic water systems, the one we have in the, here in LA, the one that's down by the ocean, just channels everything down into one place. And that's all very well, except a couple issues. Number one is we don't really have the free land to build these big things anymore. And of course, everybody objects to, to these things being built. The money is not made available. We seem to be able to go to war, but not able to uh, build you know, large structures anymore. So infrastructure is falling apart and they're not, not about to be fixed. And also these things take time. It takes 10, 20 years to build a sewage plant, a uh, large sewage system. And so you fall back on what is the solution? Now we've been doing this for a while and it is a really tough challenge. And the thing that makes me realize this is the most important thing that we could do and certainly the most important thing that I could ever have thought of doing in my life 
is that with the what we call point solutions, with water treatment at the point of pollution, self-help water treatment systems, we can actually solve the problem because as opposed to trying to build some big central thing, a whole lot of points can be just put up and they're small. It's just like you know the PC versus the mainframe. When they had, when everybody had a mainframe, there was always problems with people trying to get access, and there were allocations. You could only be so long on it, and time was expensive, and so forth. Then everybody got PCs. Now the PCs, you might say, well, they're inefficient. Half the time, 90% of the time, they're not even doing anything. They're just sitting there waiting for you. But you have availability, and it's really easy just to put up another, you know, spend a few hundred bucks, and now you got another computer, and so as opposed to, again, building a big mainframe or data center, you're just grabbing a PC, putting it to work. And so that's the same philosophy here. And Dan Early's invention of this modular, prefabricated, prepackaged system and patenting of it was brilliant. And it's exactly what the water industry needed. And that's why when uh, Bill Charneski brought me the opportunity to bring in Dan Early back in June of last year, we jumped on it because we realized that this this was huge for us. And so now we're aligning the whole company around this brand because, you know, when you've got something good, then it's a good time to realize it. And this is going to funnel everything else. Uh, Progressive Water will be will be, you know, in great part serving the modular water systems while it still continues its existing custom uh, work and. Our core technology, electric water separation and advanced oxidation, will be integrated into these systems too. This is the new path to real scale-up of our company's activities, and I'm super excited. So that's my introduction. I wanted to um, let Tom talk a little bit in this call. And so, Tom, I'd like you to talk a little bit about the uh, what you're doing and what your challenge is and what you're running into. Thanks. Appreciate it. I had you on mute so it wouldn't make a bunch of noise in the background. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're very excited about the future of our business and uh, we love to be operators. In the end of the day, we're here to make sure that we operate a fundamental business that generates revenue and has profit and sells products. And that's kind of the core of what we're trying to do in the water industry. You know, as Riggs kind of laid it out, you know, it's taken some time to coordinate and align all the pieces and now we have operating pieces that have day-to-day -day operations there's a manufacturing facility fabrication capability you know everything from designers and welders that actually make parts and product and then we got to assemble our assemblies get them all boxed up and ship them to the job site and <laughs> that core fundamental behavior is our manufacturing and distribution capability so we can kind of talk about how the business is working, who these target clients are, and why they buy from us. And then go ahead and actually just talk about, you know, where we're going to go with the business. So one thing that's clear is that the water industry itself is vast. You know, you're dealing with just a global industry that has many, many, many decades of capability. And so like many industries that are big, such as like telecommunications or 
you know, healthcare industries from the outsider perspective, it may seem like you got a behemoth of a slow moving, you know, Titanic on your hands, you know, because that's an easy way to think about it, but it's not actually totally true. The water industry actually is kind of an innovation center. It's just that they do very small incremental innovations as they continue to do their basic job. Because in the end of the day, we realize we're in the business of water quality assurance and safety because it's an outcome that we have to maintain. And so the reason why you do that is because we all depend on it. We have to live our life. We have to drink safe water. We got to make sure the water coming in and out gets cleaned. And we got to make sure that we're following standards, requirements, rules, EPA, all these different things that are environmentally important at the same time meet human standards. And that's why the industry may seem like it doesn't make massive innovations at once, kind of like the way a computer industry would, but it's also because water is not too overly complex and it requires more detailed incremental changes to deal with some slow moving changes over time. So that kind of gives you maybe a different way of thinking about some stuff. Where we kind of come into the picture is just more about innovation related to deployment. Because what we're saying is that while the industry has some very common things they have to do, we want to make a product that addresses a very big market, such as a basic pump station. Now, a pump station is a piece of equipment that is constantly used by everybody. In any particular city, you could have a pump station literally on about every block, or you could have hundreds, if not thousands of pump stations all within the city or town that you live in. You don't notice them because they're buried in the ground, but everybody has to deploy them, whether it's a municipality or an industrial plant or a commercial location. And they basically do different functions, everything from keeping the water in a cistern to moving it from point A to point B. That product for us, we just standardize it as a product. We manufacture it at our facility. We make sure that it meets all of the requirements and we turn it into something that we could produce easily with profit. And then we have all these customers who want them already. So what we do is we supply them with that product and then they know they already have to buy them. We just make sure that ours lasts longer, they're easier to install, they meet all the permitting requirements and they're just designed better. So that gives us a layup shot in the industry for something that everybody has to buy anyway, except we make a better one. And I'm always about making a better product. So that's kind of an example of us doing something really simple that everybody wants. And then by innovating around the edge, which is innovating around the technologies we use, innovating around the materials that we used, and innovating on how we monitor the technology in the equipment and then deploy it, we make incremental changes to it to make sure our product stays ahead of the curve and meets everybody's requirements and actually exceeds them. Because Rick and I were talking about, like when you think about what we want to be as a company, we don't just want to be a company that makes water treatment products that are, oh, they're good enough to do the job. Because nobody buys a car like that. You don't just want to be like, oh, I want this crappy Chevy. 
No, I want the most amazing Tesla that goes ludicrous speed. So that's kind of how we think about pump station. We want an amazing pump station. We want a pump station that's so good that everybody wants one of them. So we make a product that's just better. Meets standards, our standards, not industry standards. We want to exceed the industry standard to get it into what we call MWS standard, our modular water system standard, the standard that we set because we know how to engineer things the right way. And then this way, when we go to bid on a project, we win. Because there's nobody's gonna come close to everything we've packed in the box. And that's how we make a better product. And therefore, people buy it from us. And then we do the same exact thing with other standard projects, such as a wastewater treatment product, or a cleaning product for, say, filters and membranes or anything else that we deal with. We wanna basically help sites such as agricultural sites. You know, we have these clients who make food and beverages, or we have clients who are farmers. And they might be dealing with some different kind of, oh, you know, waste contaminant there. And they may be dealing with an issue of, well, before I can dump this water back into the city system and the sewer drain, I have to treat it first. So we look at what they need to treat and we say, okay, you know, we have a standard solution for that already for say normal sewage, but now maybe you want to treat this for farm waste. So we have to add maybe some extra products in our box to make it a little more robust. So that's where like, it's not just the basic Tesla, it's the Tesla with the D package. And we just add a couple extra components and options and we make that product a little bit stronger. And now we got a product that we get to sell for more money. And the client gets, which meets again, all their standards for what they want to do on their farm. But in our case, we again, exceed their expectations by giving them a great product. And it's not one that some dude just shows up one day, tries to figure out on site. It's one that was manufactured at our factory already was tested, already was proven, already shows up ready to deploy and makes it easy for everybody. And that's what we're here to do. So I think that kind of gives you an idea of like how we want to run our operation on a day-to-day basis and why our clients like us. What do you think, Riggs? That's beautiful, yes. And uh, you know, it really brings to mind that we are innovating assembly line water treatment. And that is a huge, you'd think that the water industry would be doing that, but but so often they are, because of the value of such and the complexity of such systems, they like to build custom systems. And often, of course, uh, customers think that way and the engineers think that way. But there's just too much water treatment to be done in the world. And so people need to move away from small, complex, customized systems to, you know, a great number of highly standardized, simplified systems. And this is where Tom is really working hard exactly. to create a, you know, a very simple product line, like you know, with 80% uh, standardized, 20% is options, and it's like a car. And I believe that executing on that model is going to make us a, a, a trendsetter in the water industry, because this is a trend that's waiting to happen. Again, you know, Tom, talk a little bit about the, the darn leads you've been running into. It's crazy. 
suspect that you're on mute still. And uh, <laughs> what we have is a uh, is a failure to communicate. Remember that old line? Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh. You missed me on the on the on the way, and sorry. No, I was saying, uh, look, we're getting good leads, and people are finding us because we're advertising for ourselves properly as modular water solutions and modular water systems, and we're talking about our products, and we're saying we have a product for that, and that's it. We're putting our hand up, literally. We're just standing in the middle of the room, going, "Yes, I have a pump station, and yes, I have wastewater treatment, and guess what? It's technically advanced." It's ready now. It's easy to deploy. This is what we do. And people are actually finding us, which is amazing. So we're getting things from like real estate development groups who need to put on-site treatment. We're getting hotel groups who need to do water reuse. We're getting people from golf courses who want to do water re reuse and reclaimed water. We're getting folks from the beverage industry who are like, hey, I want really pure, clean water because that's an ingredient to my main product. And then they're saying, and when I'm done making my product, I wanna be able to clean up my wastewater. Mainly because I got all this regulatory stuff happening and I can't just dump waste anymore. And a person who makes product has this huge liability or risk to losing revenue if they don't purchase products like ours. So now they're searching. And I swear, since January, with some of the new laws that came into effect, we're getting a lot of queries. We're getting a lot of people going, oh, my God, this inspector came over or this permitting guy came over, and they're, like, telling me I got to do something on site, and I have to buy this thing. And I'm like, that's awesome. Well, I got good news for you. We've got a product for that, and it's not terribly expensive. The amount you'll pay here to have the right product do the job versus your risk of getting a fine, which could be easily three, four, five times more expensive than the cost of my product, they're not willing to take that risk for their business. So they buy our product. That's gonna yeah, work. I love, I love also how we're um we're we're getting people hoping that they can actually get more productivity. Uh, that's like the the, the uh, real estate development group you and I visited, Tom, where they literally figured out how they could, you know, increase their available land by 25% by taking our modular systems and burying it. And therefore, oh they God, wouldn't yeah. have this huge pond, right? The lagoon goes away, Dude. which yep. is ugly anyway. And now all of a sudden, they have too much to build. Amazing. Yeah, they, they capture at least 20 to 30% more land use which makes them wildly more profitable per project. Every percentage there, because once they've, they've got their sunk cost, every percentage after that is profit. So well, these guys got keenly interested. So, you know, I, I again, I, I, I instinctively know when something is hot and when something is a harder sell. Now, this is not to say that uh, we're not making good progress on the technology side. In fact, Bill Charneski just came back from a tour uh, a world tour and he went all over the place and uh, he he basically taking over the technology division and he found that we have some real producers out there and so r rather than just constantly keep acquiring more licenses and so forth we are now firming up the relationships with these key players we're talking you know southeast asia 
South Asia and India, China, um, Middle East, and uh, uh, Taiwan, um, and of course our own division in, uh, in, in that's in uh, Origin Clear Hong Kong. All of these key players are now performing, and they're making breakthroughs, and they're you know they, they're testing our systems and building pilots that work. So that's continuing in background. And then we're going to be opening up a whole new channel of using our international partners to provide to us high quality but relatively inexpensive uh, components. Our, our China subsidiary is, of course, able to buy much cheaper than we do in the US. And we also have a great partner in India who does work for multinationals. So it's very high quality stuff but it's at Indian labor rates. And so we can get a lot of sourcing done using our international network, and that's an unexpected dividend. So on the technology side, we're actually doing well, and there's gonna be more results coming out. Uh, some wins will be, will be showing up, and so that is really cool. And the other great thing that's going on is that Progressive Water, which is our super competent operation in, in McKinney, Texas, is now gonna have a dual role of providing the the build capability for the modular water systems um, uh, products, as well as continuing to do the highly customized stuff that they've been all, doing all along. And so there's gonna be a dual role there for Mark Stevens and McKinney. Um, we're gonna be building, I think, a real juggernaut uh, around Progressive's ability to deliver a great product into the amazing modular model of Dan Early. So, um, I, you know, I love the fact that that um, Tom is here because, you know, I just love the, the level of detail. At, you know, um, the architect Mies van der Rohe once said that God is in the details, right? The, the normal saying is the devil's in the details. He said, no, 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 God is in the details. And every operating officer has got to get deep into the details, and he is. So it's, uh, it's a great thing. Um, now, on other fronts, I also wanted to just say that you know, um, like what's up with acquisitions? And I can only tell you that that is ongoing. Uh, we have um, more than one acquisition play going on. It's taken longer than expected. But actually what we realized was, you know, it's kind of like the guy who keeps looking at pictures of models and one day he looks at his, at his wife and he goes, wait a minute, she's a babe. We looked at, at Major Water, we realized we made an acquisition last year. We actually did it. And so the fact that we're continuing to, to do all this crazy due diligence on acquisitions is actually a good thing because it allows us to build up an acquisition we made along the way with the cash flow that was generated by our investors. And that's that we have been so fortunate in the last eight, 10 months in having critical funding come in from our investors who have believed in the vision and have allowed us to not have to go into debt, um, external debt, institutional debt, for the purchase, quote unquote, of modular water systems. Because let's say, well, modular water systems, you know, let's say would require $2 million in cash to acquire. Well, now you're, you're having to take care of an external uh, lender and so forth. The model we did is we said, wait a minute, our best lenders are, our core investors who've been with us all along. And accredited investors uh, love the fact that, that they have an opportunity to see their 
their investment principal back, that they can earn dividends along the way, and they can get substantial stock out of the deal. So that's been a huge factor for us, and it, it continues to be critical. We've uh, further improved the offering by price protecting the stock part so that you know you just don't have to worry about dilution and so forth. And that's really, really important from the point of view of protecting our most loyal investors is you guys are super important and we are making it so that you have the absolute best winning proposition because for us, it is actually funding that allows us to not have to go to Wall Street and that is a big deal. So um, I wanted to just uh, double check, Tom, did you wanna to add anything more to this? No, I just wanna say thanks. I'll be honest with you, like we're excited about the future, uh, what we're trying to do. We actually have a pretty darn good uh, business group here and a, a plan and we have an execution model. So we're just really in kind of go mode of doing our job. And I think that's gonna be meaningful because people like real things and they like a business that's doing business. And uh, there's a lot of factors coming together in our favor. One is our product, obviously. The industry itself is positive and the economy is improving. And so we're really feeling that we're getting shored up by a lot of factors that are coming to us right now at the right time. And I think that matters. So I think, yeah, it's a good time. That's fantastic. Well, we have um, uh, a great crew here and a great um, group of investors. Tom has come along at the perfect moment. And uh, I'm just going to let you guys know that you can talk to Kevin, I'm sorry, to Ken uh, and to Devin anytime. And uh, Ken is at 323-939-6645 and that's extension 201 for Ken and for Devin it's extension 116. And they will inform you about this offering, which is is doing incredibly well. People love the structure because it's highly, uh, the, the, the risk factor is dealt with in the most amazing way possible. And um, you will be helping to dramatically help the state of the water in the world today. And I believe that we will all do very well financially, which why not? That's part of the game in the world. And we want you guys to win financially incredibly well and we're making sure that you do so tom thank you very very much for having come on board i appreciate it everyone uh, stay tuned for the money tv Thanks. interview that we did today it will be published tomorrow and um let's uh this this briefing is now every week we will be having one next week and then we'll be um i'll be off on the, the 30th but then back after that so thank you all um have a great weekend and again i, tr I really appreciate the support of our wonderful investors. Thank you all, and thanks, Tom, for coming on board. Enjoy your day.
That's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining, and I do hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me live, then join me each week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Zoom webinar. Sign up at originclear.com slash CEO, and thank you.